welcome to the 9th episode of the most serious podcast in today's episode i'll be talking to india's first award winning internationally experienced tattoo artist lokesh verma lokesh is a veteran tattoo artist and he was also one of the first people to start tattooing in india the journey has not been easy for him he began his pursuit at 19 he's an mba by qualification currently lokesh is acclaimed not only to be the best tattoo artist in india but also to be in the top 10 tattoo artists around the world he has clients ranging from bollywood celebrities to cricket superstars today we talk about his individual journey and also how he had this major change of shifting from an mba to making a career in such an unconventional field we talk about his philosophy and how he goes about his life let's get into the episode now yeah so welcome lokesh thanks for doing this how are you my pleasure ripu ripu daman and uh, it's my pleasure that you invited me to your podcast how are you doing i'm good i'm good as good as one can be during this pandemic uh, trying to be safe although we all had covid in the family but thankfully it was mild 3 weeks ago we got over it i hope you are safe too and taking care of your family yes yes uh, i i just hope that we do recover all together as a country uh, let's see how it goes but all we can do right now is stay inside our homes so lokesh let's talk about what should we talk about first should we talk about the whole industry that you've built in india <laughs> or should we talk about the individual lokesh's journey where should we start oh whatever shoot your questions i i i'll just tell you whatever i right I, Then in my life, since my college days till my MBA, and then suddenly getting into tattoos. Let's start in two thousand three, when when you were doing your MBA. Yeah. So why MBA, and then why a such a change? So why MBA? Let's start with why MBA. Why MBA? Because uh, I did my BCom before that, and that was because my sister. Commerce. So I had no idea. Aimless in life, and uh, you know, yeah. So my sister took commerce. I took commerce. She did become. I did become. After that, she did did something in computers, and she was doing well for herself. And I had no idea what to do after my become. So, so I thought, okay, like everyone else, let's do an MBA. Awesome. So was it was it during the MBA time that this uh that is what what would you call it at that point was it a hobby or what is was it an interest was it a exploratory curiosity see i was always into alternative careers or alternative arts you know apart from studying which i was not very good at but uh, you know i was an average or above average student not the most finest one and uh, i did my bcom as i told you i did my mba after that because i was aimless and i had to do something so i did that and uh, i was also playing the dj during that time so as i told you i was always into alternative sort of careers or arts so i could always draw a little bit i had this artistic inclination towards all these fascinating new things so i tried my hands on being a dj for 2 years did that my uncle had a console one of my neighbors so uh, <clears throat> his dj was you know not well for the next few days and he was uh, he had one or two gigs lined up so uh, 
you know, he said, do you know anyone who can DJ? And I had seen that guy play a few times. So I was like, uh, when is your gig? He's like, tomorrow night. So I was like, just give me this console for two days. I'll figure out. So I just did some basic, you know, testing, tried my hands on fading was the easiest thing. Then I tried to loop a few, you know, clip shot tracks and, you know, looping, fading out, scratching a little bit. And I was, you know, because I had nothing to lose. I was doing all sorts of jobs. I was working at McDonald's in the day. I was distributing pamphlets before that on the road. Whatever I could do to, you know, I don't come from a very rich family. My father is an ex-army man. So I knew I had to take care of myself and my family eventually. So I was just doing anything or everything which could get me a few bucks. So I did DJing because I had nothing to lose and 500 bucks to gain from that gig. (laughs) So I did that. And it went well because 200 drunk people, you know, it does not take much to make them happy. <laughs> when they're already drunk, you have to just play some. I used, I was into hip hop that time. So I did some of that. and But a lot of Punjabi requests came, which I don't know Punjabi songs and all. But yeah, overall, you know, I had a guy who used to assist the previous DJ. So he told me these Punjabi songs, play them. And yeah, I did. Okay. And that's how I started DJing. And when I was... DJing, I saw someone with a good, you know, half sleeve tattoo, and that was the first in- encounter I had. This was 2001, so I was very fascinated. And 2000, I passed out school, so when I was in my college, BCom, I I was doing this DJing. And I saw someone with a tattoo, I was fascinated, and I wanted to, you know, explore more about it, get it on myself, do it, anything or everything to do with tattoos. I was just, you know, awestruck. So I tried to find out where to get the tattoo machines and all. In India, it was not available that time. So I had a few bucks saved from my DJing and all the other McDonald's and other jobs. So I had two options. Either I can, you know, spend that money in getting a tattoo or I can get a tattoo machine and do unlimited tattoos on myself. And I was always a guy who will, you know, try new things. I'm not scared of trying new things or I never think that I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, what I thought initially was someone invented this whole tattoo. Someone invented the machine. Someone someone made the colors, you know. So they gathered all this knowledge to explore this art. And here I am with everything readily available, although not so easily. I'll have to search a lot. Google didn't used to be around that time. There was no YouTube tutorials. There was no YouTube actually to where I can learn. But like when someone can make everything and do it, all I have to do is assemble the machine and you know, just try because I could draw a little bit. So this was the first tattoo I did on my second. Actually, this was the second tattoo. I was so scared or not so sure when I finally switched on the machine to poke myself. And my father, he's like a brave, bold man. And he's like, yeah, just do it on me. So first tattoo I did on him and uh, went well. I was more scared. And I was, you know, every with every poke, I was asking him that, is it hurting? He's like, yeah, nothing, just go ahead. So yeah, due to my father, you know, he was very supportive in whatever I did. So I did that. And uh, then I did this one. And then my friends saw this tattoo. They wanted it. It was something very new, very cool in that time. It was something which people had never seen. Only on foreigners or on WWE people had seen that. In Goa, you, you know, you can see tattoos on people and it was like something very different. So, yeah, so more and more people started coming 
and they wanted tattoos. So I started charging them a little bit before I was tattooing people for free, spending my own money uh, to get the equipments and, you know, spending my own money and actually giving them free tattoos. So actually I was kind of in a loss while I was doing a tattoo, but I was just doing it because I was crazily fascinated about it. And when I get fascinated about something, I could just do it somehow. So that's how it started. And then you know, the word started spreading. There were not many people. There was hardly one person in Delhi doing tattoos that time who used to come to Goa and go to Delhi sometimes, you know, back and forth. So that's how I started. And people started knowing my name. And that's how you know, I started snowballing from there. That's that's an amazing journey right there. I think from from looking at at a tattoo and then drawing or making first uh, one on your father's arm and then yeah. making it for free. I think that's that's just inspiring. But didn't you like when did it turn into a hobby or a passion or something that you liked to something that you wanted to do or something you wanted to invest yourself completely? When did that decision See, when happen? I my, when I was doing my MBA, I was doing my college in the morning. It was a full time MBA, so eight to eleven thirty or twelve o'clock used to buy my used to be my full time college begin in Lake College. The classes used to be in the morning. Then afternoon, I used to go from 12 to 6 to do my internship in a company in an export house, Orient Craft. And uh, in the evening, I used to either play the DJ if there was any gig or I would tattoo my friends in the night or on the weekends. And slowly, you know, everyone in Delhi was becoming a DJ in the early 2000s. And I was like, you know, I was not very happy with it. I was kind of done with it. So I started putting more and more time in tattoos and uh, working for that company for two years, you know, I was very sure that I don't want to do this and I don't want to sit in front of the computer all day and do emails or, you know, do whatever corporate people do. So I told my parents that I, you know, I want to do tattooing full time. And like every other parent, they were like, what is this profession? And uh, <laughs> How many people will get tattoos every day? How many people have you seen with tattoos? This is not a profession. And all the doubts that they had. But they never they never discouraged me, but they were you know concerned about me, like how will I do this? But I was sure that I cannot do that office job. So I did it. I used to bunk my office, call in sick whenever there was a guy ready to tattoo, ready to get tattoos from me. So I used to work on a random Thursday, take an off Saturday, Sunday used to be my off. Late nights, I used to tattoo at my friend's place. And I did more and more on, of it. And I started making more money just by working on the weekends than my actual job for a month. So then I told my parents that, you know, see, I'm doing better in this, but they were still apprehensive. So uh, I continued my job. And for one year, I showed them the consistency in doing tattoos just on the weekends, you know, compared to what I was earning in my job. So then they were like, yeah, do whatever you want to do if you think you want to do this. So I left my, uh, as soon as I finished my MBA, uh, I, I, I started tattooing full time. They had a salon in Vasant Vihar. So they had a small room inside because I could not afford to rent a studio. So I started working at his place, a small room, eight by eight feet. And I used to give him some commission. So that's how it started. And when more and more people started coming in, I had students who wanted to learn. 
so people came to me they want to learn so i was short of space for two three years i did that and then in 2008 i opened a big studio of my own in bus in gk1 so that's how from a passion it became a full time profession and this is you know you can some people what they do is they suddenly leave their main job to to pursue their passion but it it some most of the times it does not work out for them because they have no resources to keep on fueling that that passion because you need money to invest in your passion if you're a photographer you need better lenses better cameras and you need a substantial income before you can quit your full time day job so what i learned from it and what i can tell your listeners is that don't leave your main job for your side hustle till the time your side hustle is giving you you know making you more money and success and recognition and uh, it should not be just one or two months for at least a year every month you should do consistently good and then only you should you know leave your main job which is fueling your side hustle your passion so your side hustle or your passion has to be done after your job and you cannot suddenly in they say there should be no plan b or you should not sail on two boats but i think it is very important for a for someone like me who comes from a my father's pension only to survive on so i could not just leave my job and maybe even thing happens in tarpi so you have to be sure and uh, put in extra hours than anyone else that was very inspiring i think and also it speaks volumes on why you should take a realistic approach to following your dreams i think that's yeah, that's what realistic you live in a dream world that i'll become this and i'll leave everything else you have to be very realistic in the real world you know those things happen in movies where people leave everything and go to the mountains and become something so yeah maybe it works out for some people but when you have very limited resources you should not leave anything you should you should do extra hard work and achieve whatever you want and then leave whatever you're not interested in that's my so, take away from earlier years so so you you started as an individual and you started with your network only then then it went on to become a company right you founded devil tattoos so mm-hmm. was uh, was there any time or when you were starting out as an individual so did you think that this might be possible it would go at such a scale was there an ambition to do this or just a series of events i always tell people that tattoo was the only thing i did not do for money i was spending my own money giving tattoos people for free so actually i was paying for it to do pursue my passion everything else i did from distributing pamphlets to mopping floors in mcdonalds you know everything i was doing was just to earn some money but this was purely out of passion and then i realized that something that you do selflessly purely out of passion and you know you are 100% into it not for the money and just for the real thing itself then only you can achieve success because a lot of people see the glamour and the money and the lifestyle and you know whatever it looks like from outside but if they cannot draw for anything then then there's no way that they can become a successful tattoo artist so apart from all this flashy thing that you see from outside i think uh it is very important that you should be interested in that and uh, if you're giving 100% in that and you're putting more hours in than anyone else in the same field then you are you know bound to go to the top no one can stop you and a uh, lot of people started at that time a lot of people are successful also but more than that a lot of people are unsuccessful because they saw someone doing a tattoo and they just wanted to do it for the you know for the sake of it i mean not they were not serious 
they just wanted to do it and uh, then the passion fizzles out somehow so you have to be crazy when even when i used to when i did not had needles or i was waiting for my shipment to come in even i used to lie down on the bed and my hands would always on the bed sheet keep on you know imagining patterns and drawing like empty handed i would just keep on drawing. my hands and my mind will always be into that till the time i went to sleep so i think that thing helped me a lot because it was selfless not so money kind of passion and something which i really wanted to do mm. yes i think when you i have talked to people and i think also i've listened to people and uh, it always comes down to this i don't know why everyone like everyone boils their success story down to this you you don't you don't run after the money part of it right you don't run after the fame part of it you just do the art for the sake of it you 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 love that art yeah 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 i think so and uh, if you do that selflessly then only you can achieve it if you if you run after money you will never get money in most cases there might be other examples but in most cases if you run after some substantial thing some art or something you want to achieve a goal money will follow if you're good at it people will differentiate between a good artist and a bad artist a good singer or a bad singer or in any field a good football player from a bad player someone who has a lot of money who can buy the latest kit or whatever you know who can take the best training but if he's not passionate and a street kid who spends his life barefoot to make you know playing football you if you see you know most of the success stories are like that which are fueled by pure passion and absolutely no money and they want to do something for their for their family right so so like how does it from your point of view how does it feel to work in such an unconventional field because you don't you don't meet uh, successful tattoo artists every day or people like you know tattoo art tattooing is a very is a very you know constricted sphere sort of in now it now it has like uh, grown very much i think from your time but still do you do you believe it's still in an unconventional industry wherein you don't see the the generic audience going or people understanding what you really do does, does it happen or does it bother you that you're working in an unconventional field no it never bothers me because i'm happy in what i'm doing and uh, it's good that it is unconventional because you don't feel like you're working this that's the best part every day when you tattoo you don't feel like you're working it's like you're drawing which you always wanted to do so i mean i think it's the best thing that you can do if you can make your passion into your profession right i think you you worked with famous celebrities as well like i was looking up when i was when i was looking up devil tattoos you've worked with bollywood actors and you've worked with cricketers so yeah. so is it a is it do you think uh, that the stakes are high when you're working on a celebrity or you're making a tattoo there or for a regular person or you're just so confident on your art and your skill that that it comes naturally so how's the experience yeah. different i don't think it's anything different because every client is it matters to you and you have to deliver the best possible art that you can at that point of time eventually of course become better over the years but at that point of time that tattoo whether it's a normal person whether it's you me or uh, amitabh bachchan sitting on the chair you will try to do your best so it does not matter and i don't treat them like celebrity or i don't get starstruck and all i don't even give them discounts or you know like a lot of people i've heard 
they they write two celebrities that i'll do a free tattoo i've never done a free tattoo on any celebrity i charge them what i charge and i take it very normally like a normal day in fact most of the celebrities which came to me like shikhar dhawan or ishan sharma i did not i don't watch cricket so i did not know that they are you know cricketers so some client told me so my manager asked ishan sharma yes you have an appointment and uh, he was like no because he also my manager also that time did not watch cricket so then some clients point to oh, ishan sharma the cricketer is there then i was like okay yeah i have heard his name but i did not know him same with shikhar dhawan he was a normal not an international cricketer that time and when i did his tattoo in fact first time i said like it's not possible and he had to go back for the first time he came to the studio that i did not know then one of my mutual friend called he's a big you know indian cricketer and all. and then after few months i saw or next week or in a month i saw his picture in the newspaper that he scored century somewhere in then i was like okay maybe but i treat everyone the same so it's no big deal they are also people also how do you uh, i wonder how do you stay so precise when when making tattoos because one single it's not even there's no literally no scope of error it's it's such a precision job like you have to get every every dot of ink right so what how do you get into that mode because you can't just casually draw something on someone and make it a permanent mark yeah it 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 only comes with time like if you lot of people learn from me and i teach them and what they expect is most of the people that after four months of training they will be as good as me or any other senior artist after four months which is not the case we can only teach them the basic basics of the machine and you know how the needles work what are the voltage and everything basic or technical but the precision only comes with time so it's not like the first very first day or in the very first year i was drawing portraits no i was doing basic script names and you know the generic tribal designs and you become better and better in lines you know you know you can pull off a line in a row and you can smooth smoothly shade it and when you become better in medium and small tattoos then you graduate to big tattoos what a lot of people want right now is they want to finish the course and they want to do full sleeve but it does not come like that you have to be good in small and then medium tattoos and you should be able to do medium sized clean tattoos before graduating to a bigger piece or a portrait or something so it for, for me it took me 5 years after 5 years i attempted my first portrait tattoo which i specialize in for the first 5 years i was just doing basic names and all stars and angels and you know the basic infinity kind of designs and but that teaches you a lot because the smaller tattoos you can see the flaws much better if the line is from here to there it's it's a big piece like like this piece if i don't know if you can see yeah but yeah. you know you even if this is a general this is a japanese design and there are no law, there are laws in japanese tattoos but you know if i make this flower a little different it won't matter to you it exactly. will still be a flower mm-hmm. so doing these kind of things and analyzing after you know after the session that you could have done this better or you missed out this or something the clients they never know <laughs> but you know <laughs> that you could have done better the clients are always happy thankfully but you always i'm never happy with my work people are you know that's why i'm on your podcast or any other show but but after every tattoo i always contemplate that or analyze my work that yeah i could have done this better darker lighter more contrast so i'm never satisfied but that's how you learn so it's it's all practice and years of experience and constantly doing that thing it's like muscle memory you know mm. some things 
to instinctively do it without you know it's like a reaction to something so so it's it's all repetition and muscle memory i would say amazing it's <laughs> it's honestly like to get a look inside the mind of a very accomplished tattoo artist i've always wondered like how do these guys not mess up how do they not their hands don't tremble there is no artist who can say that you know they have done perfect tattoos from day one everyone in their like you see this tattoo this which is my first tattoo the lines yeah. are all blown out they are fading at some places that's how we learn they are not all consistent <laughs> lines i mean uh, yeah earlier work and later work if you see you know you can always make out the difference so no one is born with it you know they mm. call it like talent talent is nothing no one is born with a tattoo machine in their hand then doing perfect tattoos or in any other field also they work hard and then when they become better at it over the years people say that this guy is talented but there is nothing like talent if i won't put hard work i won't be able to do it so it's all hard work and talent is like nothing anyone can do it even if you want to do something and give you 100% 110% more than others to it you will be able to do anything like elon musk he is not a rocket scientist but before right. nasa he landed the rocket back to back on earth and nasa is, has been doing it since decades so it's all you know your will power perseverance and what do you want to do achieve in life yeah i think i totally agree with that and i hope that uh, it's how crazy how crazy are you about something it boils down to that if you are the craziest about from all the other people if you are the craziest about that thing you will be the best so you have to be crazy about it a lot crazy not just passionate but you have to be into it so uh, we were talking about craziness going crazy and you finding your genius inside that art right but uh, if if you try to go too crazy or people suddenly hold themselves back because however crazy their dreams are they think it's not realistic and it's not worth pursuing maybe because there's too much of a risk involved what if you fail what will the world make of me so how do you let go of that fear of judgment or that fear of not being amounting to success how do you deal with that see uh, how i think is that you only have one life and uh, actually there's a very good saying that every person has two lives and the second one starts when he re- realizes that he only has one so once you realize that you only have one life and you can either slog in the office all day doing what you don't want to do or you can pursue you whatever you want to do in life and die peacefully then you will definitely choose the latter one so that's how i kept my struggle alive that you know this is i saw those two years of my internship in an office and i definitely didn't want to do it so you you start giving more time to your passion and you know basically you have to be a risk taker apart from tattooing also i i'm trying to do a lot of other things instead in fact i could draw a sketch when i was a child but i never drew in my school days like in 11 10 11 12 and in college and in mba i never drew and when i started tattooing i started drawing again in fact i started i learned to draw portraits by doing tattoos i've never drawn as many portraits on paper as i've done on skin so it made me better the other way people learned sketching first and then tattoos but that time there was no tattoo artist and i had request for these portraits so that made me better in sketching 
in turn. So, uh, yeah, you only have to think like you only have one life. Do you want to do something that you really don't want to, or do you want to work hard and achieve your achieve your passion? And that's the only thing which keeps you crazy and which keeps you running after your passion. Do you think? Uh... because you work in such an unconventional field i think it's an appropriate question so do you feel that uh, well would say like you're not doing a uh, doing a job of uh, you know you're not uh, you did an mbs why aren't you working in a corporate or you're not a director or something or you're not into that corporate hierarchy right so do you think you yeah. you take criticism from those people or people say are it's just a tattoo everyone can do it or how do you deal with that uh, that sort of thing because it's a very unconventional pe- field and people are not very uh, understanding of how hard sometimes it is yeah when i was leaving my full time job and getting into tattoos i was hesitant to tell people that i'm a tattoo artist okay. in fact after one or two years also people used to say what are you doing i was like i have done my mbn and you know working in this company i used to still say the name of that company for the next one year because how will people think what what is that doing 2005 like 16 years ago that doing was absolutely no one knew about it in india <clears throat> and how it's done and what is the career prospects like so i used to be hesitant at that time but then i slowly realized that these people are not going to feed me and those were mostly relatives only so i was like then i stopped giving a damn about what people are thinking and i you know full fledged told them yeah i'm doing tattoos and yeah that's what i'm doing and yeah they took it however they wanted to or, or they always you know asked so how much do you earn and <laughs> but i never said any figure and like yeah, i'm doing okay and uh, basically also because it was not because of money i did it so that was secondary i was very happy to do whatever i want so criticism and questions always came in early career and people will always say what is this and even if you start singing if you become a singer singer is still acceptable actually because of these tv shows in india but yeah if you do anything else you know you are a graffiti artist or you are a skateboarder you want to perform in x games that's your dream people will not understand it because you have done your research in that field and you know the prospects of that field and the fame and also if the money you want to earn you can earn in any career so if you have a you know if you want to go to x games and be a skateboarder and you want to you know, be like one of the best other people have not researched about it they don't know about it. they are not crazy about it so they will never understand so there is no point so you can just keep on doing whatever you want and forget about what people say and then only you can achieve it if you start listening to people then forget about it i think that's a very strong message also because you have to let go of that inefficient advice of yeah because it's not it's not actually helping it's not positive criticism it's not contributing to your success or your work anyhow yeah just, yeah just a, a judgmental and non support even if it's not uh, supportive i think it could be it could be pushing you in some better direction if that criticism you but sometimes mostly if it comes from uh, people around you who are just criticizing the work you do without really understanding what what it is all about so that should people should try to yeah. take it with a pinch of salt but it's so if a young kid is, kid is listening to this and and they think about like i want to do a career in an unconventional field and people around me don't know about mm-hmm. it so how do you tell that kid to put your head down and just keep doing it see a lot of young kids want to do all the cool things most of them no one wants to do it 
nine to five job. <laughs> yeah, ninety nine, ninety five percent of them go on. Maybe in India they want to because since ch- childhood their parents have put this into their mind that they have to be an engineer or a doctor. But if you see abroad internationally, people are free to do whatever they want to do, and that's why they are more creative, more successful than what we are. Because here it's like a herd mentality where you have to do these three things: MBA, engineering, doctor, or whatever science. And you know that's why countries. I always say this thing in any of my interviews, and I always strongly believe it that in India people do, are not parents are. living their children's life the child is not living its life the parents are you know uh, forcefully giving their opinions and forcing the child to do a certain thing which they could not which they wanted to and that child in turn will force his ambitions on his parents so i think people are not independent enough in india i'll give you a very small example if someone wants a small name tattoo also in my studio some client comes in 60 70 80 percent of the time 75 percent of the times they will ask their friends you know no one is confident enough to take a decision on what tattoo do they want they will ask their friends and they will take a picture of that before getting the tattoo they'll take a picture of the the whatever they want to get they'll send it in their family group there has to be an approval from everyone 100 people will tell them add this subtract this and no one is clear so To, to the youth, I'll just give this message that be confident in what you want to do. Don't ask people around you because those four people who are giving you suggestions right now in the studio, when it's one of their turn to get tattoos, before they were the experts giving suggestions. When it's their turn to get tattoos, they will that person will ask the other four people. Before that, he was the expert. So you know, in India, no one is independent enough. No one is taking their own decision. and if you go to small countries like nepal and thailand you know people have full sleeve tattoos and full back tattoos just because they take their own life decisions not only in tattoos in life also what they want to do that's why they can get a full sleeve or a full back tattoo how many full sleeves have you seen in india no because they have take the permission but in mm. small countries like nepal and thailand they don't ask their parents for every small thing should i get this tattoo or not so in india people should become more independent and start taking their own decisions and stop asking their friends parents relatives and the whole whatsapp group this is my <laughs> message to all the youngsters don't listen to anyone don't listen to your parents nobody you know yourself better but don't do something because it's cool or in do something because you really want to do it you might be fascinated with it for, or obsessed for a small amount of time so figure it out if this is something that you really want to do close your eyes and give your life to it there is no second way there is no second option no other way that's the mm-hmm. only way to do it and of course you know you will not be successful in the beginning you will not be good at anything in the beginning even if you start skating right now you will fall down so many times and so did the champions which you know are number one in the world right now so it's how much do you believe in yourself and how much serious are you are you about it how much crazy are you about it don't just do it because it's a fad because you know djing was a fad at one time or tattooing is cool right now don't do it because of that you should really be into it and give more time to it than anyone else and that's the only way because there's so much of competition right now the person who's putting if you're doing practice of 4 hours or 6 hours into any field like a football or a cricket and someone is doing 10 hours of course who will be better the person who is putting more time 
So yeah, just find one thing and just go crazy about it and give your life to it. And don't listen to your parents or anyone else because they will always. Hundred people will give you hundred different opinions, and how much can you listen to? I I think uh, I relate with them a lot in my life, personally. So so let's let's conclude this amazing talk with uh, with one final question or with one final. I want to know like is there is there a myth regarding the tattooing industry or something that you think that the out the people outside of this world don't know about? Like is there yeah, something the that biggest, is not? The biggest myth is tattooing causes cancer. <laughs> yeah, tattooing would be causing cancer or AIDS or HIV or hepatitis or anything like that. it would be banned in not only in india but countries like usa advanced countries like europe which has strict regulations so all the inks that we use that our studio uses that quantum tattooing they come from usa i've been to their factories in hollywood california right near to universal studios and i've been there to their factory they use all organic pigments everything is approved you know that's why they're selling in usa otherwise fda will ban them so everything is regulated the needles that we use are from the best company in the world shein from germany and everything is pre sterilized we open everything in front of the client everything that we touch is disposed of even if it's a small wire we touch it has to be covered with plastic barrier films and everything so you know some doctors visit us and they say that you're taking more precautions than you know some clinics because there is this thing called dental bib on which you keep all your equipments and a mm. lot of doctors use it and say that this dental bib we have not seen dentist using it which is supposed to be for dentist and you guys are using it so yeah i mean you have to be true to your work and uh, <clears throat> you have to use the best quality equipments and these myths of course tattooing would not exist or cease to exist if if things like these will happen so everything is organic tested approved More than FDA, more than USA, EU, European Union has stricter standards, and these things that we're using are sold, and needles are made in Europe, in Germany. So everything is very safe nowadays, and uh, yeah. So don't go into the myths, and don't even take my word for it. Do your own research, and you will know. Thank you so much, and now I know who do I contact if I want to get a tattoo. Me <laughs> time. Thank you so Let much for doing this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks a lot. And this brings us to the end of this episode. I personally enjoyed a lot talking to Lokesh. He's such a fun individual and he has this amazing lens through which he views the world. I hope you enjoyed the episode too and it did add some value in your life. We will be back again soon with another enriching conversation. <laughs>